Hello, everyone, and welcome to another video. Today, we are discussing the 2024 Tour de France route. Yes, the season is not over, and we're already looking ahead. And to discuss what we have on the route and the rumors is none other than Patrick Blake of Audi Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast. And I mean, Patrick, it's always intriguing this part of the season. We don't know the route, and we have a big bucket list of what we want. It feels like in the years kind of gone by, the hype for the tour has grown like ever kind of like further away from when the tour actually starts to the point where you know the full route hasn't even announced and we're already excited about it because there's just a couple of little leaks and rumors and we you know we know some of the stages but of course the full route will be announced i think later this month in october so we will probably come and take another look at the full route but we just kind of couldn't keep a lid on our excitement we wanted to have a quick little deep deep little uh quick deep dive into what's been announced so far the tour goes away for the grand depart last one was in copenhagen in terms of international had to get that t-shirt in there and going to italy it seems a bit of like treason almost going or like <laughs> going into another grand tour's territory yeah i can see what you mean but i feel like in a way it's been seems seems to be so long since the tour's visited kind of started in italy i know it's kind of it kind of dips across maybe every so often into the, the region in a stage but it's really cool to see you know such like uh, like italy's kind of in there it, it does feel a bit weird because they do have their own grand tour but it's also you know i'm not going to be opposed to seeing more of italy on my tv screen come july next year i mean i just realized that i was completely wrong we were in the bath country this year oh dear scott Oh, that's egg on my face. But in terms of last time we went Italy for Grand Depart, we have to go back quite a while. We had the Yorkshire one, which obviously you were very happy about. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I, well, it's the only one where a tour, good. a tour was born out of it. So, oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think they've never actually started in Italy. This will be the first time they've started in Italy. They've started in Ireland, Netherlands, Spain, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Belgium, Germany. But yeah, as far as I can tell, this is the first time we're going to be starting in Italy. and I think it'll be really cool. And there's certainly some interesting stages which we've got. Yeah, so the stages that we do have so far, of course, the first stage starts in Florence and ends in Rimini. And this is a very punchy stage to be starting off. It's um, it's harder than what we've seen, you know, like the Murder Britannia and stuff like that that we've had in the past. This is a, this, There's a lot of categorized climbs here. There's seven categorized climbs on the day, so quite a lot up for grabs already on the, the KOM classification front but and we have a descent to the line it's 205 kilometers you know the gradients aren't particularly steep per se you're nothing nothing like double gradients but it's definitely going to be one for the punchers maybe more of like the the sprinter types but it, it definitely reminds me of maybe stage two from this year the one which Victor Le Fay won where there was a bit of a bigger group going to the finish I could see it ending a bit like that are they going to be going all out here for the first jersey? Are we going to see a breakaway? That seems... Maybe a break could go. It's been a long time since we've had a break win from stage one. I can't even remember the last time it was. But yeah. I, I would expect that somebody, somebody's going to control this. You know, there's going to be some punchers in here who will who will definitely fancy their chances. And Michael Matthews from back in the day would have his 
team working on the front all day for this. Yumbo will be on on the front just for good positioning, and Whiteman out may benefit from that as a kind of like a side kind of consequence of them just wanting good position. Pagatra might be keen for bonus seconds. Yeah, I don't know whether Vanderpool could make it over all this as well. I feel like there's quite a lot of riders who could win this. I mean, who would have seen Victor Lafay winning this year? You could definitely see a big surprise taking the yellow jersey at the beginning on stage one. Beautiful, Florence, beautiful, Remini, beautiful as well. So uh, it's, yeah, interesting stuff. But we might as well move on to stage two. Mm-hmm. And that this is from Cesenarico to Bologna. And uh, yeah, Patrick, I've been to Cesenarico and I don't know if you know what the historical relevance of that town is. No. Marco Pantani is from there. Really? So, ah. Playing, well, he's not, well, I think he's born like just outside, but like dies. There's a statue of him in the city as well. It's our coastal city, very beautiful part. And I mean, then finishing in Bologna. So it's the Ilio Romagna region. And yeah, not a lot of people realized that we are going to be using the Giudea Emilia climb, the San Luca climb, which Roglic obviously is absolutely king of at this point having taken Giro stage wins and winning that one-day classics race three times this year as well. But they're not finishing up there. So that it was the Grand, Grand Pantenza in the 2019 Giro d'Italia. But here it's, well, it's 12 kilometers from the finish is the last time they go up it. They go up it twice and four other categorized climbs along the day. And But another punchy one. Uh, this definitely reminds me of the Van der Poel win up the de Bretagne from a, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And it's got that kind of steep... I mean, obviously, it doesn't finish at the top of there, but, you know, we're all very familiar now with the Giro de l'Emilia, considering it's just kind of past our our memories. So we all know that it's a tough climb, and if somebody does set pace on that, I reckon it could just be a GC group that's fighting out for victory because it is just such a, a brutal climb when you see some of like the, the turns on it as well, when the camera pans around, it's really brutal. So I also think this could be a very reduced group with um just like the GC favourites. Plus, you, you know, maybe this could be the first sort of bad day where one or two GC riders lose 30 seconds. This kind of gives off that sort of vibe to me. It definitely looks to me like, like a Pogaccia sprint sort of day, to be honest with you. It, it looks like that sort of... Uh, thing to me or, or maybe sort of like a when they had adam yates when he won the stage and took the yellow this year maybe some like domestique goes up the road because it's not far from the top of the final climb to the finish i think it's only 12 kilometers and you know when you consider that half of that's downhill it's only really six kilometers of flat and i think it's very possible that you know a rider could could go solo possibly as well so yeah that's kind of my my thinking i think it'll be a pigaccio winning from a sprint Already in the prediction mode. <laughs> Already, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta. We finish the Grand Depart with a stage from Pienza to Torino, which many Juventus fans will be familiar with. But flatter stage this, only two rise climbs. And uh, yeah, one for the sprint or one for Jasper Philipsen. Yeah, pretty much. I like how they've rounded out with a sprint. It gives us a bit of everything in that first three days i think uh you know another hilly stage and maybe kind of tire us out a little bit of all these puncher stages so yeah sprint will be a good way to sort of round out the glande partenza and then we go all the way to stage 20 because that is apparently the only 
information that we've been furnished with. Because the Olympics is happening in France, they've chosen to not have the Champs-Élysées finish and we'll get on to the final stage. But obviously, this is part of it. Nice to Col de Coyol, a climb that has been used before in the tour. We have the Col de Torini, which is a second cast-rise climb on the day. And that's where we've seen Roglic and Dan Martinez both taking victories in Paris-Nice which is quite funny considering now they're riding for the same team. And uh, yeah, Patrick, what do you kind of make of this proper meaty uh, mountain stage? It is literally just uphill or downhill for this whole profile. It definitely looks like a stage which Jonas Vingegaard will be looking forward to. You know, I'm, I'm already yeah thinking about who does this suit. The fact that it's got so much climbing in there, it's literally just mountain, 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 mountain. All of them just like back to back. No kind of like recovery apart from on the downhills. And, you know, if you're a bad descender, then those aren't really recovery periods because you're still having to sprint out of corners. So this is going to be a proper brutal one. And, you know, I'm guessing that the organisers are banking on this still being quite a close fight at this point because it's very possible this could just be a breakaway day as well if the GC is set and done and people are just waiting for the TT which is going to be the day after spoiler alert kind of up and around Nice so I'm not sure if this will be a GC day for such a short day as well you know if the GC gaps are quite big who's going to set pace I think it could be a, a breakaway day honestly you tend to see that where the GC guys don't like to really invest quite heavily in the day before a big TT day because it could come to backfire in, in the time trial so I don't know do you think it could be a break or do you think this is just going to be like a Jonas goes Jumbo boys how elite are you classing the breakaway because like I very can't. elite yeah yeah exactly like i think back to the 2011 abdu stage where pierre Roland just goes up the road kind of after mm. a crazy day uh, like that could happen where just one of these minor gc guys kind of disappears up the road yeah yeah i, I think that's also very possible any predictions for that who's gonna do it gosh that's such a good question it'll be somebody who would it be simon yates yeah, Simon Yates has got has, has probably got a decent shot. Maybe somebody from like Ineos, because maybe they don't have the greatest. Somebody like a an Arendsman or something like that, possibly. We need to put on our Euros now. Maybe <laughs> retire afterwards. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but we well, yeah, incredible stage you have to say, and steep mm-hmm. in Paris history. All those climbs basically featuring in Paris Nice quite a lot. But yeah, we might as well move on to the final climb, well, the final stage that we have available, Monaco to Nice. It's along the coastline. It's beautiful, this part of the region. Um, they're going up the La Turpin, which is an 8.1 kilometer climb at 5.8% from the Monaco side. And then it's the Caldez, which we're so familiar with, but they're going down it rather than up it from the Nice side, 35 kilometers long. We haven't finished on a time trial since the Greg LeMond, Laurent Fignon edition. I'm really looking forward to seeing a TT on the final day. We've seen it in the Giro in kind of years gone by where we've had the TT on the final day. I think back to like when Sobrero took that victory at the Giro. I'm looking forward to seeing it. If it, if the, you know, the GC is still up for grabs, it could be a really cool sort of tight finish, especially if Pagatra and Jonas are quite close on TT ability so I think that 
you know, there's, and you know, TT bikes are going to be used throughout this because the first climb, like you said, averages 5.8%. You know, the TT, you know, a lot of the guys be using a TT bike for that rather than kind of starting on a road bike, I would presume. I don't think those gradients are steep enough for that. So I think it's going to be really great. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. I think the scenery is going to be brilliant. I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of the run into Nice on like the boulevard and stuff. I think that's going to be a fantastic finish. And maybe organizers, if it goes well, might be intrigued to have more TT finishes. I mean, do you reckon this might set a precedent for the future or do you reckon they'll always just after this go to the Champs-Élysées like normal? It's a money question, don't you think, as well? Yeah. Probably paid quite a lot for getting the tour back. Yeah, unless you get bad bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so topical. Uh, yeah, but your point with uh, the Giro is absolutely so true. Like, Dumoulin winning on the final stage, Theo Gagan. Yeah. Sadly, Ryan Tarama. Oh, no, not right. Tarama, sorry. Right, Hazedal also winning, beating one of my favorite riders, fucking Rodriguez. But uh, I'll, I'll get over it at some point. And uh, yeah, one time trial so far being released. We had one time trial last year, and we've seemed to be on like a batting average of two time trials per tour for a long time. We don't have the prologue. And yeah. Only one last year, maybe two, three this year. And going back to the 1989, this is an insane start of that route. They started in Luxembourg. They had a prologue. That's fine. 7.8 kilometers. Then the second day, 135.5 kilometer flat stage. Then in the afternoon, a 46 kilometer team time trial. And then the next day, a flat stage, then a flat stage again, rest day, and then a 73 kilometer individual time trial. Please, can we have something like that? And a mountain time trial. When's the last time we've seen a mountain time trial in the Tour de France? It was Planche de Belfi, uh, just oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like half flat, half not. But I get what you mean. It would be cool just to have like the Giro TT this year, which Roglic won. That would be quite a cool thing to have. Yeah, I am on board with you. Abduez, who's the fastest? That, that's what we want. They had yes. it all the time. Let's get it back. Imagine the fans, every every single rider go up. Yeah, go on, ASO. Sort it out. <laughs> exactly. But there have been some rumors as well. So we'll try and gloss over or extract as much as we can out of this. There is uh, apparently the return of the called the uh, Bonnet, which is the highest climb that has ever been tackled in the free Grand Tours. It's over 2,800 meters. It's taller than the Col de la Loz as well. And I think it was featured back in 2008 when Carlos Sastra won. And I mean, Patrick, uh, there's also been somewhat of confirmations that we're not going to get Alpduez. We're not going to get the Galibier in this year's edition. So yeah, and uh, I presume the Tourmalet is going to be there. We're going to get the Pyrenees stint as well. So, yeah, what do you make of that? Um, I mean, from a selfish standpoint, I kind of wanted an Alpes or a Galibier because I wanted to go on holiday down there next year. But um, I can also understand saving such special climbs so that they're, they're not sort of overused. And when they do emerge every few years, it is a bit of a kind of like a, a grand occasion. So I can understand them not including them, but it would be quite cool to um to have one. But anyway, that is what it is, you know, whatever. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing, honestly. I love that the tour's kind of pushing the boundary on highest climbs. 
they're just like keeping on going and they find a new one they're like oh that's three thousand meters let's pave it and like, i go up there instead i quite like that they're pushing the boat out on this you know like Coddle of laws when that was introduced that was quite a like really cool kind of new addition and i like that we've exceeded that or well i know it's been exceeded in the past but we're going back to it so yeah i'm a big fan of that i think that you know the big climbs it does at the end of the day, really bring out the best GC rider. We saw that this year with when when Jonas won. Obviously, Felix Gallard won the stage, but Jonas was the most dominant there. So, yeah, I really like that. There's also rumours of a gravel stage. Maybe Quickstep will just leave the race by that point because we know how much they just boycott parry tours, don't they? So maybe Patrick Lefebvre is like, we're not we're not taking part today. Maybe that's why he wanted to do the merger. Just. <laughs> we we've had gravel stages before as well yeah i mean we've had cobbles so i guess gravel isn't that much of a, a stretch to do that we've had gravel on top of i can't remember exactly where it was but it was the stage which kvierkovsky won with carapaz and they were like arm in arm over the top of like this plateau there was gravel i remember that so yeah i think it'll be pretty good of course it'll, it'll bring up the discussion of should these things be allowed or should they be in there because punctures and misfortune and whatever and you know for a shoe in roglic is hitting the deck on this day like you you, you just you Horrible. know it's happening there goes that six million euro investment <laughs> uh, but i mean they've missed a boat here i think because they're literally very close to strada bianchi area siena tuscany <laughs> they should have done one of the stages doing the strada bianchi but i guess yeah, yeah. That's Wait. very true. That would be quite a cool addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I guess you're right. But if there's two bits of gravel in a race, then all of a sudden people are going to protest. There's also been murmurs of a cobblestone stage, but they they normally we normally know that quite before yeah. route. So, I mean, I would love to see a cobblestone stage in the third week just to throw things a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, isn't it? They've never really delved into that. They've always put the cobbles in the first week to sort of allow the GC, any GC riders with bad fortune on those days to claw back time. I, I agree with you. Well, chuck it in a third week. Be brave. You think we might get a team time trial as well? Because we saw it in the Welter reintroduced after COVID. So if we have that individual yeah. time trial at the end, there could be scope for maybe a team time trial in Bordeaux or wherever. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, I, I'd love a 25, 30k non-death inducing, non not in the daytime team time trial would be really great. Ooh, not yeah, wet, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, well <laughs> a safe team time trial, that would be brilliant. It's Yeah, like after the first rest day or something like that, I think that would be really cool. Especially since I got the TT like right at the end. Like this year was on stage 16. I feel like they will probably put another one in, either an individual one, but I would like to see a team time trial instead on that kind of stage eight to stage 12 region. I think that'll be a really a good thing. Cause when was the last time a tour had a team time trial? Was it was it when Mike Turnison was in yellow? After stage one, yes, not it. Nineteen, yeah, that was part of the Grand Depart back in Brussels. Yeah. yeah, that's how long ago it was. It's like five years, isn't it? Uh yeah. Well, it will be. Yeah, but yeah, 
I mean, so I mean, it's like yeah, so the tour, uh, yeah, so they'll throw in a cobble stage every like three years, but oh, team time trial—that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ASO draws the line at team time trial. Apparently, I would like to see one. It's been five years since we've had one. When we get to next year, so it's about due, isn't it? I want to see the 2020 La Planche de Belfi time trial, but done as a team time trial. Oh my god. How many, how many finishes do you need to have across the line? Is it just one? Because they experimented with it in Paranese where they, you only needed one finisher. That would be pretty cool, to be honest. Ooh, you're, you're, I, you're getting the, the thoughts. Yeah. Flowing, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. ASO, you have our number. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of... Yeah, we, we'll probably have, you would guess, like seven, eight sprint stages as well. Yeah, uh, probably Carcassonne in there because they know Mark Cavendish. This is the story. Is he going to take that record-breaking yeah. stage? So I'm sure maybe we we'll go back to Bordeaux, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's that's like yeah, maybe seven stages, maybe the gravel stage as well. And Pyrenees stages, obviously. Col de Tourmalet probably be in there somewhere. La Planche de Belfi, they uh, yeah. Yeah. My my dreams aside, they probably are going to put it in in the Vosges. Or do you, what do you think? We don't have Thibaut Pino now. Which well, is... I was going to say, there isn't that Thibaut Pino arc anymore. So, and honestly, right here's my plea: ASO, can we just give Laplanche de Belfi a break? Like it's it's in here like every freaking year. I just want a year off it. To be honest, sounds bad because it is like it's, it's a good climb. It's like they just hate Primoz Roglic and they just keep on bringing up this climb where he lost the tour. And they're just like, look at this, Primoz. He just gets like nervous. Ah, Yeah, he, honestly, honestly, if it's in there next year, Roglic can't win. That's it. He'll, <laughs> he'll just mentally crack when he gets there. Yeah, I think we've kind of covered all what we think is going to come. Uh, it would be great to have some... Well, France is such a beautiful country. We both think that as well. Yeah. It, who knows if it's going to dip into some of the neighbor countries as well obviously we're going to dip into monaco we're going to do italy but andorra i don't know yeah switzerland we saw them dip in there as well so that's basically it for this video make sure to comment down below what you think is going to happen on this tour de france route in terms of what are the stages going to be obviously we'll do a reaction to when the route actually comes out uh, from aso and uh, yeah, uh, let us know what you what is your wish list as well for the 2024 route. But uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit the like button, and of course, make sure to check out Patrick's channel, Audu Cycling, and the Echelon Cycling Podcast as well. And with that, we will see you around. <laughs>